more friends you have, the more your business can continue. All right, guys. So that's it. Let's have a talk. Did you understand anything there? Anything there? Did you understand anything in this conversation? So let's talk a little bit. I went about for an hour and 45 minutes, a little bit too long, but it's good that we did. What did you hear? Let me close the screen and then we could get into our conversation. What did you hear? What did you hear? I'm only hearing crickets. Come on, guys. Who would be? <laughs> what did you hear? Hello, Andy. Yes, sir. Um, I heard so many things, but let me just make one or two comments before um, anybody uh, jump in. First of all, I feel so messed up <laughs> in a very good way. Um, I'm so provoked by definitions that um, extrude out of the conversation tonight that leaves so much to be desired. I am almost placed at a point where I'm like, I want to pull back. I want to slow down to the speed of God. I want to hear this again. I want to listen again, to be honest. I'm actually, um, this meeting got started on the road. I was in a car when I got it started. And after this meeting, I'm jumping to another meeting in person, but I'm coming back to my hotel to listen again because it's layered with some kind of energy, some kind of life. Uh, something that is rooting out things from the, from the very bottom and throwing things out. That requires a hearing again, a hearing again and again, again and again, to produce the God kind of faith. Mm. Secondly, I want to make the request, if it is possible, Andy, you may want to organize maybe a two-day seminar or a day seminar intersperse with maybe first two hours and we leave some hours in between and come back in the evening on Zoom and listen to you speak to these issues deeply and drive the peg to the ground in a manner in which the grace of God will allow it. Thirdly, um, I, I, Andy did not ask me to do this, but I want to do this. It is something that I've thought about from the very onset of this meeting for even the other speakers, but it happens to be more, more louder in my heart at this time. And um, I will request of Andy to share his PayPal um, um, information so that any of us, any of us that wants to send a blessing to him, and I want us to do it because we are people who understand scripture, he will throw his PayPal I, I, um, uh, details out there. And please, if, if Andy, I, I don't know, Kelvin, do you have Andy's PayPal, PayPal address or something? Uh, I, don't have his, uh, yes. I, don't have, I don't have his PayPal please. address, but I do have a number, uh, a number that he can give that um, I'm sure would be able to my people is, right. is my email, andersonrwilliam.gmail.com. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, so please, somebody share that. Yes, yeah, so great. Please, 
send a blessing to him. Um, um, give out of nothingness. Give out of nothingness. Give out of nothing. Some of us may not be on paper, may not be using paper, and they want to do a banking transaction and all. You can reach out to myself or to Kelvin Chambliss. If you have um, his detail on WhatsApp or email or anyhow, you can catch any of us and we will send that uh, level of detail to you. So these are the three things I want to say. And Kelvin, please, you can moderate this. Um, I'm behind the scene. I'm following through with you. Thank you. Understood. Understood, Mark. Thank you so much. Uh, Andy, thank you. Uh, can't thank yeah. you enough for this. And I, I really trust that what Mark has extended to each of us would really be taking, taken seriously. What we've received here uh, today, people pay for. They, uh, they do, they just do. And, uh, and, and you, you haven't asked for anything, but we would do well. We would do well to, to support for what we have heard here. And I think that uh, under God's purview, it, it's, it's righteous, it's righteous, it's clean, it's honorable. And so anyway, that, there's that part. Um, I, I wanna thank you for this, Andy, because what I saw more than ever was the detriment of the religious church structure that limits the grace upon one's life only to be used for church and not the world right. in, in a broad sense, you know? And so it becomes so myopic, it becomes so limiting. Um, you may have a grace to pastor a certain segment of the world beyond a church, and it doesn't have to be in a religious uh, kind, of, kind of way, but, but having mm -hmm. pastoral care, a listener for someone, being there for them in their time of crisis and, and all of those kind of things. But um, that really became clear to me, it was like, you know, I've gotten past the, the anger part about um, uh, years and times gone by and lost moments and things like that. But I thank God that my eyes are open today for a reason, that this is an opportunity for a turnaround. Um, people can't take you where they haven't gone. And uh, I start to look at some of these old wells that have been stopped up as you were uh as you were as you were mentioning and so kind of redigging these old wells and seeing like you said what do you have in your house and and i just really has have seen the danger today of how limiting the whole church paradigm can be in limiting one's gift and what you're able to do who you're able to reach and so when you talked about the school of the prophets what i saw there these people were being prepared for life they weren't being prepared for church they were being, they had life skills were being developed inside of them. And so they were a benefit to society, not just a local church uh, assembly. And so um, uh, just as sure as this has been shared by you, I know that God is up to something uh, in wanting to, you know, to really do that for us here. If we would, you know, be open and, and do these things that you prescribe through this presentation. So I'm I'm with Mark. I'm with Mark, man. I'm I got to go back over this, and uh, even just from going from Thursday, uh, going from Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, all three of these need to be revisited. 100. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Beautiful.
Um, one of the things that I, I mean, to me, one of the most explosive uh, consideration I had in, in this presentation is just uh, to see what the school of the prophets, what they were. And I found that to be transformational in my mind. And then just to discover that, just to discover what it was that the, the, the four sciences that were taught there, I mean, social sciences, natural sciences, vocational sciences, and spiritual sciences, the science of the spirit, the science of just, uh, te just technical skills, the science of this, I mean, I found it to be enormous. And you have to understand as well, the moment you contextualize it and you see the world in which Samuel came and he was basically engaged in a warfare against the world that he was basically existing in. It was Ichabod, the glory was gone. There was no life of God in the city. And I mean, it says, if you read the history for one, hundred years the ark of the covenant was taken out for 100 years so when samuel started a school and he had he was teaching on music and teaching on on, on on poetry you have to understand we don't even know i mean the bible didn't say much about whether Jerob, whether men like asaph and, and um chenaniah came out of those circles because this guy built a system in order to break the trajectory of ichabod and this wasn't church this wasn't just teaching a prophet how to hear the voice of God. This was teaching prophets how to live and raising up a prophetic company. What to me was also quite amazing is that this guy followed the model of the, uh, of the, the cities of refuge. Followed the model. It had six cities of refuge. It had six schools of the prophets. And they were scattered all over the northern and southern kingdom. No matter where you lived. It had a school available to you, no matter where you lived, no matter where you lived, whether you live in, 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 in California, a school was, was within close proximity. Samuel scattered those schools where every single tribe could gain access to it. This was not prophetic as you would describe it in a church context, but this was prophetic in the way you would describe it in an economic nations building context. I find that to be explosive explosive all right guys remember it, we talk about the model of one dimensional church makes you catatonic and we define what catatonic is i see shoot sh sh your hand is up yes sh sh shoot man oh andy i really wanted you what you were saying um so that i could ask my question if you don't mind yeah 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 shoot man question so should i go ahead with my question because I yes certainly please do please do. <laughs> you spoke about because um, I was really enjoying what you're saying though, but I wanted to put my hand up ahead of time so that maybe when you're done with your, um, <laughs> you know, I can ask my question. But if you really insist, I should ask. I will, I will go ahead and ask my question. Uh, yeah, you spoke about impactational junction, and we have to do with. Um, the load-bearing capacity movement of spiritual um, uh, resources, um, acceleration of growth, productivity, and all the maturity and fruitfulness um, coming from the impartational junction that you spoke about, that Paul longing to be with the people in person and impact to them spiritual gifts. So I want, my question is that, is the virtual meetings, um, 
you know, mm -hmm. uh, shock of some of these experience, spiritual experiences? Uh, is it that we should long more for the in-person meetings? Um, I really want to understand that part. Um, can we okay. still have some of these things happen in meetings like this? Um, like what you yep. said. Uh, so is yep. it that because now the virtual meetings are taking over, um, you know, the in-person meetings, and I believe that with time, it, it would even increase. It is going to, it's on the rise. People just like um, this one, we should have been having it in Ghana here. Like, have you come to Ghana like we, we did the other time? But for some reason, we're doing it virtually. So are we going to be uh, coming short of some of these divine experiences, you know, as we engage more rather on the virtual platforms other than the in-person meetings. I wanted to, to gain some clarity on, on, on that, if you don't mind. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, did, I did address that, Shushu, because I place emphasis on the proximity issue. And when I, when I mentioned that, I said, you know what, um, the issue is far bigger than just um, what you might call uh, geographic or in-person or up-close relationship. Because, um, and when I said it, I, I used the term, I said, though you are in Ghana, um, there is something that is very close in terms of my relationship with Mark. There is a proximity there that allows the movement to flow. And the reason why I use um, the impartational junction, because that junction does not have to exist only in a physical environment. That, that is a spiritual impartational world. It means that I don't have to be physically with Mark because what happens in most circles is that we talk more about the relationship and hardly ever create the junction or the environment for the movement of the resource because impartation requires both my giving and you receiving. And so is it possible for impartation to occur on a virtual platform? Certainly, because once you understand the junction is created where I give, you receive. Impartation is not where I give and you are and you are happy with. Unless you receive, impartation didn't occur. So if you have a wow, never heard that before, the critical thing is, did you receive? Impartation is my giving, you reach out and you taking. Not being impressed with, I could give you $100 and I could hold that money in my hand and you could say, wow, that is so nice. It's green in color. I just love the photo on that particular $100 bill. And you could be rejoicing over it and you never take it and walk away with it. The junction that I talk about requires that I give you receive. And given the fact that impartation exists in that particular world, you'll understand when Paul said, I long to be with you. Yes, there is something very powerful about face-to-face, up-close environment, but that thing is not limited to a geographical same space. That thing works in any environment. Remember also I said, we have limited impartation to an emotional kind of thing. And what I call um, uh, ambience grooming, where we are creating an environment or we are manufacturing an environment that caters to our definition of God being here. So when you talk about, well, oh, God is here. Mm -hmm. And I can feel his spirit. Now that is all based on your definition. Go to go to some um, maybe charismatic group, a bunch of white women in a Catholic environment, and they will have a different definition of the anointing in them. You go to an, a church of God in Christ, they have a different definition. What you call the anointing a church of God person will be standing there and saying, I don't see nothing. I don't feel anything. Nothing happening here. 
And so we create or we manufacture spaces that cater to our definition of God being here. And so once we understand what impartation is, and we can create the junction, movement flow, um, um, gifting flows, impartation occurs, it's creating the junction. And that's the important point. So yes, it can in fact occur inside of a virtual space. It can in fact occur in an up-close space. It could be missed in an up-close space and it can equally be missed in a virtual space because if the junction is not created, if you don't receive, I can give all I want. If you don't receive, impartation has not occurred. The junction has to create. You have to reach out and take. Impartation is not where you are impressed with. You are so happy to hear, never heard it before. If you don't take it, it has not happened. It has not happened, right? Good question, Lord. Uh, uh, Shushu, good question. Anybody else wants to jump on on that? I know that Krupper is on the call. So is he still there? If Krupper is on the call, he could also lend his voice to this. I mean, um, we could have, um, if Krupper is on there, I think I saw him jump on earlier, but maybe he's not there. But he could lend his I'm voice here. at any point in time. He could, he has the I'm freedom here, to, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the freedom to add your voice to anything that, any question that's asked. If you're okay. there and you want to add more to it, please do. So okay. you heard, you heard Shushu's okay. question, did you? You heard it? I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. You want to, you want to add um, anything to that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel that, um, I lean towards um, this. There's Paul talking about when you gather that my presence is actually with you. And I understood that he touched a dynamic of understanding how to allow his presence to be there, even though he was not physically there. I don't know how that works, but there's scripture on it. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to talk about that a bit. He must have had Zoom in his day. I don't know. <laughs> we are still understanding dimensions of of um the spirit realm and i personally believe that there are there are zones that we read about but our mental space and our religious persuasion shuts down that ability from becoming a norm and so what paul is describing we don't know whether Paul basically um, um, literally arrived in the room almost having an Azotus experience. We don't know whether Paul was doing um, out-of-body uh, traveling, stuff that we would almost allocate to resecutions and all that kind of stuff. We don't know. These are areas that we are still having to discover. And so because we refuse to discover it, we either discard it or we would easily say, well, um, that is not the correct interpretation. And so Paul was saying, you know what, um, I am just with you in spirit, the way we utilize it in our present day. Well, you know, you know, I can't come to the meeting, but I'm with you in spirit, basically meaning in my room, I'll be praying for you and hoping that, well, everything goes well in the meeting. But clearly, Paul literally arrived in the meeting and he was observing stuff and beholding certain arrangements in the meeting. That, in my view, is an unexplored area that we have to discover and make it a norm because I believe if we can discover that piece of technology, then Cropper could be in Trinidad, in South Africa and different places and we could actually amplify and multiply ourselves and get a whole lot more done. But we have to understand the technology. It is an area that I, I would love to explore and examine and study and see if there are dimensions inside of there that we have dismissed and ignored simply because uh, 
we can't see the reality of it happening because in our day, it's amazing how we dismiss Rosicrucians and we dismiss certain spiritists and mystical uh, initiatives simply because they do things that we will uh, allocate to, to evil. We talk about people traveling and getting out of their bodies and we say, now nah, that is evil. But maybe Paul had a moment like that. I don't know. But it is something for us to, to deeply look into and explore and examine. So I agree. We ain't fully understand some of these things as yet. And we don't know if Paul had a um, had a had a, a stripped down version of a Zoom platform. <laughs> we don't know. But he was evidently um, when the people gathered, he was able to 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 be present with them, though he was absent. That is a reality, something that I would love to explore. Good. Anyone else, guys? Anyone else? Kelvin? Yes. Do you have any comment? Yeah. yeah. Any comment? Anything about this? Include Mark <laughs> Ekbeck on that conversation. He has some things he could really add to that. Mark yeah, Ekbeck. Yeah, Mark Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there was anyone else that had any other questions or any other comments. Uh, I was just going to turn it over to Mark for final comments uh, and closure if he, if he wanted if that was it for the questions. It appears that way, it appears that oh, as though oh, we've- um, Okay. Listen guys, you don't, you don't need to always ask a question if you want to kind of um, yeah. rehearse a concept, um, uh, put an additional layer that you must have had um, on a principle, you wanna add another layer to that, then please man, yes, you could um, add another layer. Don't, don't limit this to you asking a question, but add another layer principles that you heard that you want to kind of um, expand on, you could do that too. But if none of that is being done, then um, we can, in fact, turn the meeting back over to Mark. <clears throat> All right. Um, this is just so beautiful. I am um, on these things that I'm sure all of us are left at the very, uh, the very place of deep thinking and questioning. Thankfully, uh, before the recording got disconnected at my end, we got up to the very last words of Anderson. And then Kevin took it up and recorded the bit that um, we, on which we are talking now. So we will load this to YouTube. Um, um, on Facebook, and you can have access to it to listen again. I just want to also say thank you to all of you. We could have had this meeting and nobody showed up and we'll just be, like Anderson described, it's spitting into the air. But there's something unique about our spiritual dynamics. That which is spoken here the brother or the sister who did not attend, who may not even be connected to us, is required to understand and hear this. The Bible says, let he that have ears hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And secondly, the scenario in which a prophet could appear in any city of um, um, the Jews and declare a word and say, hear, O Israel, but he is standing in just some small part of the entire land of Israel and saying, hear, O Israel, somebody has gone to the farm and didn't hear that prophet is also required to hear this. Similarly, 
There are other declarations of God on certain platforms that are very key to his dealings today. We are required to hear that. I pray that the Lord will give us an expanded understanding, an expanded capacity to be able to walk in the very things we've heard today and to continue to hear him, to be in that evolutionary hearing and uh, capacity to execute. I want to also say thank you to Dave Cropper, to Charles Opio, and to Anderson for making this a reality. Um, I look forward to the opportunity where we can resume in-person meetings here and there, and that the Lord will resource us to be able to do this more than we have, we have done in the past. I want to say God bless you. Kelvin, thank you for in the midst of it all, the things, the challenges that you face, you continue to be a very strong pillar on the side. Bernard is with me, Albert, all of you. God bless you all for making this a good, good, good meeting. Thank you so much. And we will send the broadcast across as I've mentioned. Thank you. So on this note, we can say good night.